Guess what? Your career as an athlete is going to come to an end. I know this might be a a harsh uh, reality and it might sound crazy, but your days are numbered as an athlete. I'm sorry for starting this episode off on such a somber note. Um, (laughs) But yeah, this is a reality that, you know, you have to face no matter what level you're at as an athlete, no matter if you're playing t-ball or finishing out your collegiate career, you have to ask yourself, what's next? You have to ask yourself, who are you if you aren't an athlete? Today, we're talking about life after sports and what that should look like for Christian athletes. That is why today I invited on someone that I know very well uh, to discuss what that has looked like for her, what she's learned since retiring from sports, and just how she has been able to rely on Jesus to provide her sense of identity now that she's not an athlete and even before that. We get to hear from a former collegiate softball player and my wife, Lulu Burke. This was a special episode that it was really fun to do uh, with my best friend and, you know, just bouncing ideas off of each other now that we cannot call ourselves athletes anymore. But seriously, this was so fun talking about Jesus and sports uh, with her. And I know you're going to enjoy. So here we go. Welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. I'm your host, Ken Burke, and joining us today is a very, very special person, Lulu Burke. The last time that she came on the show, she was Lulu Cleekin, uh, but that was nearly three years ago, and a lot has happened in that time period. Uh, she's my wife, my partner in crime, a former athlete, and the mother to my future children. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a while, and I'm I'm happy to be back. So if you want to hear more about her story and what she's been through, uh, through softball and being uh, going through an injury, a career-ending injury, you can go listen to that uh, the first time we had her on all the way back on episode six. Uh, and now that we're almost at 100, it's just wild to, to think about how long ago that was. Uh, but this time, we are going in depth on this topic of life after sports Something that I think no matter what level you stop playing, it's going to happen. No matter if you retire or you get injured and you have to stop playing or you just quit playing after t-ball. As each of us are former athletes, uh, my wife and I, it's been a weird transition for uh, each of us uh, in our respective uh, circumstances. One by injuries and one by finishing college. So I think the first question I want to ask you, what has been the most difficult part for you while being an athlete that can't play anymore? The hardest part for me, um, so when I was still in college, it was probably still having to be at every practicing game, um, which was also really helpful, but it was still hard just, you know, having to just watch from the sidelines. Um, I don't know. A part of it made it easier because I still felt like I was part of the team and like still had a relationship with my teammates. But it also was, you know, kind of hard to transition um, while still being like kind of one foot in, one foot out on the team, but not playing anymore. Um, So that was hard. I think now that I'm actually graduated from college and just not in that situation at all, um, I think the hardest part is just like really missing the relationships that I was able to build um, through sports, whether that was in high school sports, um, like travel ball, college. I made really some of my best friends through 
sports and in all the stages of my life um and so just missing those relationships I know like everyone listening probably knows that relationship of a team is is really special and really important and I think especially at Covenant um we were so open with our faith and with our teammates and we pray at practice and do devotionals together and I think that you know I just miss really miss that community aspect of it yeah I think for myself the hardest part has been not having something to train for anymore. It's just been like you just go to the gym and you just work out for your health. You don't really do it for anything else, which is weird for me because I I like to have something to look forward to and something to compete for. And yeah, that's been, it's been weird because you don't see that you don't really have external motivation anymore. You just have to be willing to go out and train and work out by yourself, which is, which is weird at times. But for yourself, do you have any regrets or anything that you wish you would have done as an athlete that you would like to share? I don't really have any regrets. Um, I really loved my time as an athlete and playing softball. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't say I regret anything for sure. I really feel like I, you know, learned so much from every single team that I was ever a part of. Um, I really think that the Lord can use anything in your life and he definitely used softball in mine and gosh, so many different ways. Um, one that I can really think of is, you know, softball is what brought me to Covenant College. If it weren't for softball or baseball, you probably wouldn't have been there either. So, um, I just think like the Lord can use those, those things in your life, um, for good, and I definitely think you softball in mind because, you know, I wouldn't have found Covenant, so I wouldn't have met you or met any of, like, the friends that we have through Covenant or, um, you know, I feel like I really, really grew as a person and um, really grew my relationship with the Lord at Covenant. So I think, you know, he really used softball in my life as a positive thing. Um, so, Do you wish you would have played another sport? in high school or college because that's that's been my biggest regret is obviously I played I I played a year of golf in high school but I wish I played like football I wish I played more golf I wish I was more well I was just I wish I was more well-rounded as an athlete well honestly I tried a lot of sports growing up and I wasn't that great at any of them except for softball (laughs) So I would have loved to do like cross country track more. I did it in middle school, which I mean, that would have helped me in softball or that would really have helped in any sport. But, you know, I tried cheer. I have no rhythm. So I tried cheer. That didn't really work out. I tried soccer when I was very young. I did gymnastics growing up. So I tried a lot of things and, you know, softball is just the one that really stuck for me. Yeah, I do. I mean, maybe wish I would have done cross country or track, but like I said, I'm not that athletic. She is very athletic, <laughs> but she is correct. She has zero rhythm at not, none at all. <laughs> um, so what have you carried on from your sport in your day to day life? It, that this could be good or bad because there, I think there's certain things that you can carry from your sport that are negative and a lot that are positive, like teamwork and hard work and stuff like that. Yeah. So I have two, two things that come to mind for this. 
Um, one of them is kind of what you said, like the competitiveness and the drive that it teaches you. I mean, I think about life after how you were saying earlier about like fitness and um, I think that would be a lot harder to have carried on if I didn't play sports originally because I think that softball, especially in college, really instilled like that hard work and um, I mean, getting up early to work out, having practice for hours a day, sometimes twice a day. And so being able to like carry on that competitiveness and that drive after softball, I think really helped me, um, which it's still hard. I still lack motivation on a lot of days, but I think that just instilled that in me. And I think you can bring that motivation, competitiveness, if we're talking about life after college and sports, um, you can bring that into the classroom. So like I'm in grad school, so I still try to bring that motivation into school. Um, and then for you, your job, um, just like, I mean, not necessarily being competitive in your job, but still just having like the drive to go every day and do your best. And, um, I mean, and even if you stop playing sports in high school, you can take that into, to college in your classes and, just any activities you might be involved in. And then the second thing, um, I touched about how, you know, important community is a little bit earlier. And so I think I learned a lot about teamwork and how important it is to have that good community around you. Like when you're on a team, it just feels like you have that built-in community. And I think I really felt that, especially freshman year of college, because, you know, I heard this a lot during the recruiting process, about how if you're on a team, you kind of already have those like built-in friendships or that built-in community. And um, so I think I really felt that freshman year, especially coming in and I knew like one or two people at Covenant. So that was really helpful. Um, And I think, you know, we've just really tried to take that into our lives now. We moved to a brand new place right after college, right after we got married and really didn't know anybody here. And so I think just that um, aspect of how important community is. We've tried as best as we can to build that here, and I think we have, you know, made some really great relationships here. So, yeah, just that community is really, really important. I, I like what you said about, like, community and being able to you, – you have a built-in community already once you get to college. And I think when I got to Covenant, I was so – focused on wanting to be an athlete and wanting to be a college athlete that I've missed a lot of good opportunities when I got, when I first got there because I was so focused on fitting in with the team or being one of the guys when I should have been more focused on the community. But going back to this question, I think, yeah, competitive competitiveness is something that I have carried over, which can be both a negative and a positive thing because competitiveness can be negative because it's so easy to compare yourselves to other people, compare yourself to other people and what they're doing and want to have something they're having, maybe a job that they have or financially or something like that. And you can relate that right back to sports because, you know, people, uh, people as an athlete, people are getting scholarships. People are playing for these awesome teams and having really great success. But at the same time, you might try to be too competitive and want to to have that as well. What is something that no one talks about when thinking of life after sports? Because I think there's a lot. And when I was thinking of this question, 
it just really hit me. Like no one really talks about like how much free time you're going to have. Like it's like all the time, like you have to in college and high school, you have to worry about going to class, going to practice, going to games, doing homework, trying to find some social life. If you have a relationship, being able to have a relationship. Um, so for you, what was the, what was the biggest thing that no one really taught you or, or warned you about after you stopped playing? I thought almost the same exact thing as what you said. Um, what in the world do you do with your extra time after you stop playing sports? Especially in college, you have those morning workouts, you know, class all day. I was a pitcher, so I'd have pitching bullpen sometimes throughout the day, practice later in the day, games on the weekends. Um, it was just a really crazy schedule. So, yeah, even before I went back to school, like after graduating undergrad and then us moving to Indy and before I started graduate school, I felt like I had so much free time because I was just working during the day. And, um, you know, it is, it's just really weird. And sometimes it's hard to know what to fill your time with. And, you know, I would find myself and I still find myself just like doing mindless things that aren't super important. Um, so I think, just really getting into a good routine and finding other hobbies to do are really important in that time, that transition time, um, just so you stay, you know, rest is good, but also staying busy is, is good and not just like mindlessly scrolling on your phone or watching like TV, which I'm very guilty of even still now that I'm back in school. But, um, and then another thing, um, we've talked quite a bit about working out, but I think also like what in the world do you do in your workouts now that you don't have someone telling you like just writing out basically, you know, for covenant softball, we had the trainer at covenant that would just write on a dry erase board, write our workouts out. You know, I wouldn't have to think twice about what in the world do I actually do. Um, so I think that was hard for me at first, and I think you helped me with that when we would work out together or you would just, like, help me write workouts. But I think either doing that or finding someone online that you really like to follow to get their workouts, but that was something that I, you know, really didn't think about at all. Yeah, I, I like what you said about, like, f filling your mind and time with mindless things because for both of us, like, I did this podcast, we have small groups, you have grad school now, but... I think so much of that extra time you can spend just mindlessly scrolling on TikTok or Instagram or anything like that. For me, it's YouTube. Um, but for like for yourself, what have you, are, are there like cues that you, how do you break that cycle of mindlessly scrolling on your, on your phone? I mean, I guess just going back to what I said about just like finding hobbies or like having a routine that you want to follow. I know some people are checklist people or like calendar people. I'm I'm a checklist person, but not necessarily like a plan your day out by the hour type of person, but that could be helpful for some people. Um, for me, I feel like it's just doing something, whether that's going outside, like getting outside, getting fresh air. Um, now that I'm in school, like trying to stay motivated in that, um, I feel like for me, it more so happens when I don't like set intentions for the day. Like when I, you know, don't have goals like, oh, I'm going to get stuff for this class done or I'm going to like clean this or, you know, do this workout. Like if I don't already have that planned at the beginning of the day, 
and like set that intention for the day and I'm just kind of like procrastinating doing homework or procrastinating doing whatever it is um I think that's when I start to be on my phone more and doing like mindless things that aren't helpful so maybe just like setting that intention for your day and having goals that you want to get done in the day is helpful yeah and I think about like most athletes if not all athletes whether you're in high school or college, your your routine of waking up and going to class, going to practice or a, a game and trying to eat and trying to find sleep and trying to have some social life, it can really just become like a, a like we said earlier, just a mindless routine of, of doing everything just to try to get by through the day. So what advice would you give to athletes that are struggling with this about like taking advantage of the opportunity that God has given them? Because... God has put you in that certain situation for a reason and you have to be able to take advantage of what everything that he's given you. Yeah, so um, I think my answer is a little cliche for this one, but I think something that helped me a lot in college when I felt like I was just kind of going through the motions of going to school and class and practice and everything um, is just really trying to practice gratitude. Yeah, I think just like not taking for granted what the Lord has given you, you know, a relatively healthy body. Um, you have the ability to go to college. You have the ability to play sports or high school, whatever level you're at. But just really being grateful and actually practicing the gratitude. So, you know, in college, a lot we would send like we there was a pretty long period of time where we would send like three or four things that we were grateful for that day to each other. So whether you have like a person that you can do that with or you have a journal that you want to write that in or you can just include those um, into your prayers. But I just think, you know, really, really being thankful to the Lord for everything that you have in the season, because I think when you take a minute to stop and and be grateful, it really makes you look at like every little small detail of your life and all like the very small blessings that we just don't even think about day to day. Because, you know, when you're really like going, if you've had a really hard day and you're trying to be grateful for something, you really have to dig deep. And, you know, you can really find the the small things that are, you know, really great in your life that the Lord has blessed you with. So, um, yeah, just taking time to be grateful and just really being intentional with that day to day. Yeah, speaking of life after sports. I threw my back out last week and I was really struggling to find anything that I was thankful for that day because that was a, that was a rough day. Anyways. Um, yeah, I completely agree with what you said. And I think you just, you can't allow yourself to go through the motions because it's so easy to just go do all of these things because it's what you do instead of remembering why you do it. Like God gave you that opportunity. And I know I took it for granted a lot of times as an athlete, especially in high school and early on in my collegiate career, because I, I felt like I was overwhelmed all the time and didn't have the time that I needed to get everything done. But at the same time, you have to like, remember why you're doing it because everything in your day is going to be pointless to do because you're really not giving that to God. So as we close down today, is there anything that athletes can do to prepare themselves for life after sports? Because it is, uh, it's it's a common, uh, whether you realize it or not, whether you're playing middle school basketball or your, your last year of 
semi-pro crochet, it's going to come to an end. Um, so what would you, what would you, what answer would you give for that? Um, yeah, I think, so you talk a lot about this in your podcast or in this podcast, but I think just really knowing where your identity lays is really important for that transition out of sports. Um, I think whether you're, you know, you suddenly had to stop playing because of an injury or, you know, you just graduated, um, high school or college and you're done playing either way, if your identity is just totally rooted in being an athlete, you know, it's going to be really, really hard for you to transition out of sports. And I know you, you know, had like a whole series on identity. So definitely go back and listen to those podcasts if you haven't. Yeah, I just think that's really important. You know, I kind of learned that a little bit the hard way because I think, I think I kind of had one foot in, one foot out. Like I knew athlete like athletics were was not going to be my whole life but I was also just so like rooted in them that it was you know pretty hard for me to transition but I just think knowing that your identity is in the Lord and he blesses you with sports you know you're it's not your identity is not in sports but it's in the Lord so just knowing that and and you know going by like put the Lord before your sports in your daily life you know get the prayer get your prayers and get your scripture reading in before practice, like really putting him first and then obviously academics and then athletics. But you know what I mean? Like really knowing that that's where identity lays. And then um, I think going back to the gratitude piece, it's important to just be grateful for the present part of your life and don't take it for granted. But knowing where your, your identity is will help you prepare and anticipate for life when you're no longer an athlete. Unless you play so slow pitch softball like us. Yeah, I don't know about how well we played, but we played. Um, yeah, I think as I was reflecting on this, like I think it's so much harder for older athletes to struggle with identity issues because if you give up, give up playing or if you're if you stop playing when you're twelve, you're not going to have as much of an identity in that as this if you are twenty four when that's all you've known for 24 years of your life. And yeah, I mean, speaking on identity, we talk about that every, like pretty much every single episode. It should show you as a listener that you can't make everything about sports because like we, like this whole podcast has been about, sports is going to come to an end. But Lulu, thank you so much for coming on today. I have been begging. I have been absolutely begging. Listeners, that is a lie. I've been begging to have you back on the podcast, uh, and it means so much to me. And I don't say this to all my de- all my guests, but I love you, and I really can't. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, uh, you truly inspire me every single day. Thank you so much for having me on. I've been begging to come back, and I love you very much. Thank you for tuning into our show today. It means so much to me every single time anyone listens to this show, even one person. Please make sure to subscribe to the show and share it with someone that you know needs to learn about what it looks like for life after sports. As we say every single week, and it's the whole reason that this podcast still goes on, Jesus loves you and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to y'all next time.